500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details. Shut up and sit down. I think to myself, God, this intro is so long, and I get kind of frustrated with it, but at this very moment in time, I'm kind of wishing my intro was longer, because when I called myself getting ready for this this evening, I did some notes and got a snack and got everything ready. I neglected to make myself some Diet Coke using the Soda Stream, so I come down here to fill up my glass to spend the next two hours with you bitches, and I didn't have any Diet Coke. (laughs) So, I uh, spent that 30 seconds the thing was doing, carbonating my water to make my Diet Coke so you guys missed the squeaking sound. I'm sure if you don't have a soda stream and you want to hear what that sounds like, you can go over to YouTube. There are plenty of uh, uh, videos to tell you what that sounds like. Anyways, so I have made my Diet Coke and now... I'm trying to endeavor not to spill it all over myself when I'm shaking it up. <clears throat> well, not shaking it, but mixing it. Oh, oh, shit. So, today, my mother calls me and wakes me up. Proceeds to tell me about my aunt, Holy Roller. The thing about Aunt Holy Roller is that she has her moments where she's just really funny, and then she has her moments when she's just really, really not funny. I mean, just not funny. There's just no part of it. I mean, even if it was satire, it wouldn't be funny. So, apparently my mother and her took it upon themselves to go to a meeting with some cousins of mine regarding our next family reunion, which I'm not sure I want to attend, to be perfectly honest. So, family reunion, menus come up. My Aunt Holy Roller has recently decided that she's gluten intolerant. She doesn't actually have a doctor telling her this. She's just decided on her own that she's gluten intolerant. And she kept nixing things off the menus that my mama wanted to put on there. And my mama ended this argument with something I put on Facebook later today. You would ruin a solid gold dick. And apparently that upset my Aunt Holy Roller so much that she left the meeting and everything she had taken off the list got put back on the list. So there we go. 
you would ruin a solid gold dick. So if you ever encounter someone who infuriates you so much for no good reason, you have something to tell them. You would ruin a solid gold dick. Or you can use cock. That might even be better, actually. Cock. My mom says cock like it's the most filthiest word possible. She says cock like some people say fuck. Like it's just like it couldn't be worse. Anyways. So she normally says dick. That's what she says, dick. But, uh... It isn't the worst thing she's ever said to somebody because she did call someone an ocean-going cunt once. Uh, and I had to look that up. And ocean-going actually means smelly fish, some fish smell. So basically she was telling this woman that she smelled like a fish cunt. Oh, no. That's just, that's just my mom. I remember when I was very young, we, um, it was a surprise to no one that my sister's second basic phrase was you sorry motherfucker because that's what my mom said repeatedly behind the wheel of her car wherever she went she has the worst case of road rage in my whole family she puts me to shame literally to shame so that's that uh okay tonight's topic is stargate atlantis which is my basically you know it's not my first fandom um because Star Trek was really my first fandom, I guess. I wrote Star Trek when I was very, very young and had a supreme crush on um, Will Wheaton. I actually belonged to his fan club, shut up. I had a, uh, an autographed poster of, of Will Wheaton on my wall uh, in all of his Wesley glory. Can you imagine? I, I wish I still had it because I took a picture of it and put it on his Twitter. Because it, it's just this craziness. The thing is, is that you look at him now and (laughs) and it's kind of hard to have a crush on him now because as funny as he is he's such a dad and he's he's on twitter being being will wheaton and so you know there's that he's he's very funny um he's he's smart and um he's actually um someone i consider very honorable and when he uh talks about um I mean, he's just he's just a great person, but he's not someone I would have a crush on these days. <laughs> but I did when I was young. So my first fandom was actually, I guess, Star Trek Next Generation. And let's talk about Star Trek next week. So my second fandom, I guess, would you know, it really would be um, Harry Potter. But I didn't publish Harry Potter online. So my first online fandom, where I joined into fandom and started writing um, fiction, it would it was it started Atlantis and I started with um Keller and Ronan because well to be perfectly honest um I related to that situation and to that potential romance <clears throat> very well and then they took Keller's character off the rails and there was that whole Rodney mess and it just it got really horrible really fast that escalated really quickly, didn't it? I mean, if you're in fandom and, and you were watching that unfold, she went from being someone who was a little interesting and um, pretty it, to, oh, my God. I don't, I don't even, it was like they flipped the switch. It, it, was, it was a horrible switch to flip as well. Because Jewel herself is um, 
a sweet person. You you see her at these events and stuff, and she's sweet, and she has a lot to offer as an actress. And I loved her on Firefly, and I was really excited when they got her on the show. Because I was thinking, oh God, you know, she's, um, you know, she, because I loved her on Firefly, and I was really excited about how they were going to do it and what they were going to do with it. And then they did what they did, and it was horrible. But let's back up. I uh, I wrote, I wrote that first, and then I clicked one day, and I had never actually read Slash, really, until this point. Um, it, uh, I, don't know, I was fascinated by it, because I knew it was a big thing. I don't, I'd seen it in SG-1 a little bit as well, and I didn't read it there either. And one day I clicked on Time in a Bottle, which is... I don't know how you say her name, Astolot, Time in a Bottle, is, is that who wrote that? Um, and it was amazing. It was it was this stunningly beautiful um, piece of fiction. And after that, I read uh, Ordinary Life. And then I read the, the fic that, that changed me. <laughs> as a fan, it it it, it kind of ruined me, actually, to be perfectly honest. And it was called "Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose," which is single. The it is bar none the best piece of fiction in the Stargate fandom. Um, it is stunningly beautifully written. The the language, the craft, the, the character work, it's just a fucking amazing story. And I, <clears throat> it was, it was very difficult to get through that fic and to read it. And when I came out the other side of that fic, I was a McKay Shepard fan for life. Done deal. It was done. I, uh, <clears throat> moved into that and I thought, oh well. You know, so I started reading and I read a lot. I read so much. Um, and then one day I said, you know what, I need to write this myself. So I sat down and I wrote um, the first part of what would become what might have been. It wasn't supposed to be a series, but it turned into one. And I, uh, well, that's, you know, that that's just how that began and how my site took took root and started to grow and, and became what it is today. Because I already, I had my... Um, Keller Ronan fic on it on the site, and it was <clears throat> it was really you know <laughs> I, I hate that fic I hate it so much I would delete it, but people seem to like it and still read it, so I don't know. Anyways, I wrote that first um, part of what might have been, and then I realized I had more to say about it, and. I started writing more of it and more of it, and I stopped and I did some some big plotting for the for, for the whole series, and so it was so, so it got really big on me. I uh, but the one thing that I did do when I first started writing what might have been is I went and I looked at the canon of Stargate because I had set my series on Earth and Atlantis had been lost because McKay wasn't there. And because I did believe and still do believe that McKay is integral to the survival of Atlantis. <clears throat> but it was um, difficult at first to 
to, to get past Canon. And if you're in the chat room, Lady Holder is providing links. I would like to remind everybody who's listening live that there are actually two chat rooms. There's the chat room on my website, which I am not looking at right now. And then there's actually a chat room on the radio page where you see my radio and you're actually listening to it if you're live. And I don't know how many people I have live, to be perfectly honest. Does it say? It isn't telling me. Um, but if, so if you're listening to it live, there's actually a chat room there as well. And if you're not seeing uh, it, I guess you could do a refresh, but you might miss a few seconds of the show. I don't know how that would work. Uh, <clears throat> I usually turn the chat on about 10 minutes before I uh, start the broadcast. Anyways, someone's saying you have to be logged in to see the chat. I don't know really how that works, uh, but there's a chat room there. <laughs> so, And that's the chat room that I'm actually looking at, and that's the chat room where the links are. Uh, and it's um, it is what it is. I uh, and you can log in with Facebook. Apparently, I bet you can probably log in with Twitter as well, since they're connected with Twitter, and maybe even Google Plus because they're connected with Google Plus as well. You know, the Google Plus connection is kind of iffy, if you ask me. Anyways, so there's that chat room there, and there are like 26 people in it. 30, there are 31 people in the chat room right now. Um, it says, oh, was they telling me in the chat room that it will load, but you can't participate without registering and logging in, so you can at least see it if you don't want to participate. Uh, it, uh, <clears throat> it's a thing. Anyways, so back to Stargate. And when it comes to canon, there are parts of canon that I, re- I really like um, that I wish were uh, a little bigger. I like the connection between the genetic connection between um, ancient technology and uh, the humans coming from Earth. I, th- I think that's really interesting, and it was totally unexplored. It um, is really irritating. Anyways, uh, I like that they were out there by themselves, and they had to make relationships and um, create friendships with these people that they met over there. I like the really scary race in the first season. And then that somewhere around end of season two or season three, they became kittens. I don't know. I just, I don't appreciate how, uh, how much they downplayed the, the, the race, um, their powers, their, um, physical threat. Because the fact of the matter is, is that the race, when you first meet them, are scary as fuck, and you totally understand why the agents lost a ward of them and ran. But then by the end of season two or season three, you can kill them out thinking that the agents are kind of pussies. Really? Because really? Because they got really easy to kill, didn't they? It, it, was, it was stupid. Anyway... <clears throat> But I really liked how they were scary in the beginning and not just because they wanted to eat people or eat their souls or eat their energy, whatever it was. Um, they um, they made them less monstrous. And that was... I can assume... I can assume that, that, was a, that they had some kind of plan in mind for that, but we never saw it. I don't know. It was stupid. I don't appreciate it. I didn't like it to begin with. I don't like the way 
they treated the character of, of John. He he never you see a progression with McKay's character, um, there, and then there's some serious growth there. I mean, when you first meet McKay in SG One, <laughs> he's a real asshole, and he's a real asshole to the very end of Stargate Atlantis. That's true, but he also grew up. I mean, he had this huge amount of growth where he, at one time, was totally not invested in other people, and then by the end of Stargate, he was invested in the city and he was invested in his team and unfortunately for all of us he was invested in Jennifer Keller but John's character was completely ignored in this growth process even Taylor even Ronan grew more as a character than John and it was really irritating i mean it was just it was stupidly irritating it was bad writing i um <clears throat> one of the things i like to ignore about Canon is that they portrayed John as a bad officer. He just wasn't a good leader. Because there's a part in it where he he tells Ronan that he's not higher in rank because he's lazy. Really? Okay. Then there's a part in season three, or is it season four, I forget which one, where he goes to another planet and he meets up with um, Teldy's team and finds out that her entire team is made of women. Why is this a fucking surprise to him? How could he send a team out through the gate and not know who the fuck was on it? If he's the leader of the goddamn military. It is infuriating. Oh, Oh, I wanted to stab somebody in the head, but there was nobody available to stab in the head. I just to put that out there for you. It was the dumbest thing ever, and I don't care. No, there is no excuse whatsoever for John not knowing who is on which team and who's going out of the gate. It's his job to know who's on the city who's leaving the city, and where they're going, period. And for him not to know who was on Teldy's team is supremely bad writing. It's stupid. It makes him look inept and incapable of doing his job. And that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Because and it's also an insult to the military uh as a whole, because there is no way in hell the Air Force would have left somebody in charge who, number one, was lazy, and number two, didn't bother to learn who was leaving the fucking city on exploration teams. So, I ignore that part of canon. I just think it's stupid. I don't believe for a second they could have left somebody in charge of the military on Atlantis in a goddamn war zone who could not keep track of a couple hundred people. Regardless of the situation they put him in, where they put him on this planet with this team of women, it was supposed to be cutesy. It wasn't. It was insulting. 
it was um, derogatory towards women, and it made him look like a fucking idiot. And there was nothing amusing about it to me. Uh, it, it ruined the whole episode. You could have taken that line out, and it would have been a perfectly fine episode. But they left it in. And it's stupid. It's really stupid. Anyways, it's really stupid. Okay, so that's parts of canon that I that, that really upset me when it, when it comes to John's character and the fact that they kind of neutered the race. Yeah, cause, you know what else pisses me off about Stargate Atlantis? I poke fun at the feral-ass probing Asgard, but I mean it. That's just dumb. It It seems so counterintuitive to like the, the entire mythos of uh, of their species except for Loki who was deemed crazy it's like Loki had a whole bunch of kids and sent them to Pegasus and said fuck up everybody so they did I don't know but while I'm on the subject of Loki he cloned Jack O'Neill so no one would know he was missing during his investigation of O'Neill's body, right? Okay, and the implication being that this clone was basically created to die. So I have a question for that. How many people did Loki kidnap and do this to? How many clones did he create? that were fully sentient, who had all the memories of the person that he was investigating, and let die. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible to think about. <laughs> but then then it does make it does make the Asgard and Pegasus a little more realistic <laughs> because they were assholes. And so maybe, you know, it it makes Loki just it, it's a horrible subject. But, okay, so there's that. Here's parts of canon that I ignore. I don't consider um, McKay's relationship with Keller reality. I think he jumped the whole thing. It was definitely a Bobby Ewing moment. And for those of you who don't know who Bobby Ewing is, shame on you. Shame. Shame on you. Um because <laughs> it definitely was a very bad dream, a very bad dream. It other parts of canon that I that I ignore. I don't like the, what they did with Elizabeth's character um, after they came to Atlantis, and the actress the actresses got changed out, and Elizabeth became a mommy. It was really, and then you know. They give us this, this um, episode where she might actually express some humanity here and develop a relationship with somebody, and she immediately backs off of it and continues to be this asexual robot who berates John and Rodney for being John and Rodney. You know, so it was really annoying that she was treated that way. That uh, it was not a character who. She wasn't allowed to be a woman. Um, she wasn't allowed to be strong. 
she was written um, as kind of a dumbass. Because even if you take into consideration that she was a diplomat, there comes a moment in every diplomat's career where they go, okay, that's not going to work. <laughs> and I think that her moment should have been right before she thought it would be a good idea to negotiate with the race. It, it, there, there's a line in Lantian Legacy uh, where it's in one of the other books where John is coming back to debrief and there's a lady in the, in the meeting and she keeps talking about because John's basic plan with the race in Lantian Legacy is outright extinction. He's going to wipe them out. Done deal. And she's like, well, that's just that's genocide. And he says to her, do you negotiate with the vegetables on your plate? Because that's how the race think about you as your food. And so <clears throat> you literally cannot negotiate with a species that wants to eat you. impossible when you're a food source you're not treated with respect by the things that are going to eat you I think humanity proves that point more than anything else okay regardless so I ignore the Keller McKay thing because I think that's dumb Um, she no, it's just dumb. I uh, Things I wish they had done. I wish they had actually gotten a little deeper into the technology of, of the ancients, and um, I would love to learn more about the ancients. We had this opportunity where we actually found some living ancients, but they let, you know, they got kicked off, Atlantis, and they were all dead when they came back as replicators took over. And Isn't that a rehash? We had replicators in the other galaxy, and that was, okay, fine, whatever. But then they had to do it again in Atlantis, and I, I found that kind of boring, because really boring. It was really boring. Um, even Feral Asgard was better than the replicator crap. <coughs> Sybil in the chat room says they ran out of original ideas, well, the fact of the matter is that there are no original ideas. Everything is a rehash of something else. Uh, so, there's that. I uh, What I would like, uh, what I have liked to have seen is an exploration of Atlantis, because they never really explored Atlantis the way they should have. Um, we didn't see everything that there was there and um, we didn't we didn't get to learn a lot about Atlantis, which makes it really easy to manipulate how Atlantis works in, in fan fiction. So maybe that's okay, but it would have been interesting to have some canon on that front, just to see more. And I guess we didn't see more because it was just economical not to build more sets. It was unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> there's that. Uh, one thing that changed... In, in fiction, in, in fan fiction, especially in military fan fiction, was the abolishment of DADT. <clears throat> when Don't Ask, Don't Tell left the books, it uh, it opened up a 
situation in the fandom for Atlantis and the fandom for SG-1 that you could explore relationships differently. You, know, you, you could write stories where that didn't exist, but with it not existing, it, it gives you a little bit of reality to, to add to it, and that makes it more, you know, a, a lot more interesting. And I actually like the Don't Ask, Don't Tell fic. I love the ones where they come out or the ones <laughs> where they run around in hiding. I think there's, there's something um, very poignant about uh, some of those fics loving some when you love some someone so much that you're that that you're willing to risk everything you know your career and in some cases even a jail sentence um to be with them it was a dumb law it was a disrespectful law it was a degrading law because what it said basically was is yes you can die for your country but you can't love who you want to love In other news, Fred Phelps died. Are you saying Phelps? Here's the thing. I know you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead. Really, I do know. I'm Southern. We were taught that. Apparently, it's not very Christian. But then again, I'm not very Christian. I, I might laugh a little bit uh, hard about over this, but I shouldn't, I, I'd piss on his guy if I had the opportunity. I would have, if, if I was a lesbian, I would go find out where he was buried, and I would have gay sex on top of his grave, because it's just, I would have the gayest sex possible on top of his grave, and that's just, it, because he's such a fucking asshole, he really is, was, he was a fucking asshole, and I imagine wherever he is, or is not, he's still a fucking asshole, <clears throat> <clears throat> and he might have been a registered Democrat. So what? And he might have been a civil rights attorney. So what? He was a pitiful and disgusting human being, and I'm glad he's dead. And I don't care if that's petty. Fuck him. Fuck him. I hope his version of heaven is full of gay sex. Lots of gay sex. Or if he's in hell, which which is more likely, you know, if you believe in that. I hope he has to watch somebody have gay sex for eternity. Great gay sex. Great, fantastic gay sex that he will have to watch for the rest of his life. Kinky gay sex. So, there's that. What I wish they had done with Atlantis... Uh, and this is probably back to my Star Trek roots, or maybe even a little bit of Star Wars. I wish I had taken the city off a planet and really explored Pegasus on the ship and through the gate. And with, It would just have been awesome. I wish they had done like this entire movement with... Uh, guerrilla warfare, and just kicked the shit out of the race. It would have been fantastic. It would have been big, and it, just, it would have been awesome. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They, we leave 
Stargate Atlantis with Atlantis on Earth. Now, I read the treatment for Stargate Extinction, <clears throat> and they have to take Atlantis, which is currently being hidden on the moon, um, out of the galaxy because there's a mysterious plot device known as a self-destruct that's going <laughs> to blow the city up if they don't leave. But they don't end up in Pegasus. They end up in another galaxy and... <sighs> I won't even repeat the rest of this treatment, but you can look it up. You can look up the um, – if you look up Stargate Extinction and look up the plot, they'll they'll lay it out for you what they planned on doing. And there's even talk of doing this in a comic <coughs> in a comic book series. I won't be reading it. I won't be reading it, so don't ask me. Never ask me. Speaking of things that irritate me, I got an email – um, a piece of feedback, and it really irritated the shit out of me. Let, let, let me find it for you, because normally I've been keeping this stuff to myself lately, you know, just because, um, just because, you know, it's it got old to see the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, I get a lot of, oh, my God, you're going to hell because you're an atheist, or uh, I really wish you would update this or update that. And I got this one from someone. Oh, his first name is Zach. His favorite one, his favorite story on my site is Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. And he says, you fucking rule. Honestly, thank you for being an author. More so, please don't stop. Your writing is inspirational. And that's awesome. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate it. Unfortunately, I don't always get shit like that. Let me find this stupid email. Um, anyways, I get a lot of feedback that's that's not appropriate, and sometimes I get feedback that makes me just, it's so bad, it's it's, it's so asshole-ish that I can't even respond to, people who don't read, okay, here's something. Here is something. Can you please post updates for The Ring of Fire, Sentinels of Atlantis, and Tangled Destinies? I ask because it's been one to three years since you graced readers with an installment of these stories, please. Update dates, Ring of Fire, 2-14-2011, Sentinels of Atlantis, 12-28-2012, and Tangled Destinies, 1-12-2013. Because just in case I didn't actually know when I updated my own shit, she decided she would give me links. wants to think that they didn't mean to be rude and they didn't mean to be an asshole but I don't know I don't know you know what because you know there's you lose context in in, in an email obviously Uh, but 
there's this arrogance and entitlement to demanding or asking someone to update something and then providing you with a, a list of dates on when you last updated something. Um, for the record, Tangled Destinies, the first arc is complete. Right. Sentinels of Atlantis, the first season is complete. I would like to write an arc two of Tangled Destinies. I will eventually. It's not currently on my plate. It is complete as it is. That's why I put out an ebook. I put out the first season of Sentinels of Atlantis. In the ebook because it's complete. I will write more on it when I have time. But the implication of this email is is that I'm not updating her favorite shit. So I should stop what I'm doing, whatever it is I'm doing, and update the stuff that she likes. He or she. I don't know. You, you never know if someone's a boy or a girl, and who cares? Uh, <sighs> the fact of the matter is, is I have been um, doing a lot of uh, Harry Potter lately. That's what's interesting to me right now. I That's just what I want to read about and what I want to write about, and that's what I do. And I don't, um, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't take requests for the record. I don't take other people's plot bunnies or suggestions for the record. I'm not, I don't give a shit that the last time I updated Ring of Fire was 2-14-2011. I actually, um, kind of stalled in that series right now, but I did post another excerpt on on my Evil Author Day, if you're interested in reading that. I really don't appreciate emails like this. I really don't. So, and when I get shit like that, it, it makes it really difficult to want to write on that stuff because it's it's petty, but I don't want to make this person happy. So when someone <laughs> writes me something and demands that I write this, I think to myself, I'm not writing that again for six months because I don't want that person to be happy because they've irritated me. And that makes me petty and kind of an asshole. And I don't give a shit. 99% of everything I do is motivated by spite anyway. Spite and porn. I even have an icon that says so. I don't, I never will finish Dark Places in the Soul because of a situation just like this. I had this person email me over and over and over again over a period of like six months while I was start, while I was establishing what might have been. And they must have sent me like 20 emails asking me when I was going to update Dark Places in the Soul. And finally, I responded with never. I am never, ever ever going to update that story again and it's her fault and I just can't make myself do it because I got so fucking irritated with this woman and I will never be able to write on that series again because every time I do I think of that cunt I don't want her to be happy I swore on my magic I would never write on it again done deal I'm never writing on it again I have a hard time writing in the Sentinel fandom because of the crap I got about the Sentinel. Now, the exact opposite happened with Ties That Bind. The more crap I got from people bitching about Ties That Bind, 
the more I wrote and the dirtier it got. So spite. Spite is definitely a motivation. Things I wish they had done in Stargate. <clears throat> um, like I said, I, I wish they had really um, really gone to war with the race and kicked their ass. I would love to have seen um, exploration of... Uh, of, uh, of Atlantis as maybe even as a character herself, you know, just really explore that um, t- that connection between the gene carriers and the city and, and the technology. <coughs> it would be it would be fascinating to have seen that. I would like to have seen. Um, it would have been great. If the people in that time bubble that John got stuck in for six months, if they'd actually been ancient, so just assholes were waiting to ascend, that would have been awesome. If they'd have given Atlantis an AI, that would have been awesome. I agree with you, AM. Um, I think that there are plenty of things they could have done that they didn't do. And I don't know why, because they had no problems picking up cliches from other science fiction shows. Why couldn't they pick up some really awesome ones? I mean, come on. It would have been great. So, you know, it would have been great. I have been talking for 42 minutes. Go me. Uh, My husband says... I know why you don't have a problem doing this radio show thing. It's because you like to listen to yourself talk. And maybe I do. And maybe my husband's an asshole. I, uh, no, no, there's no maybe. He's definitely an asshole. He wouldn't survive marriage to me otherwise. I uh, get interesting things in my emails. Sometimes I get these beautiful emails from people telling me how much their work, my work means to them and how I got them through something and, you know, and how I was able to distract them on a really, really terrible day and, you know, made their day a little bit better. And that's always awesome to hear, that that's great, um, sometimes awkward. I don't know what to say back. <laughs> Cause, you know, do I say thank you? Because thank you seems kind of appropriate when you just told me that my work helped you get through, I don't know, the death of a parent. I say thank you. I do. I say thank you. Thank you so much. For those of you might have been wondering how I could handle that line from the closer. <clears throat> but it is a little weird and, and a little awkward, and I never know quite what to say beyond thank you um, and you know, offer condolences when something terrible has happened. I, uh, so, there's that. And I, one thing that, about Stargate fandom that I think no one really anticipated, uh, or maybe they did, and maybe it's just because I come from fandom, I come into fandom from a different point of view, is there's a community and, uh, a great swelling of support and, and love in, um, in, in Stargate, and there's a lot of talent in, in, in Stargate fandom, and it's it becomes this uh 
this sort of family, and I think that uh, that's what makes it so difficult when the fandom turns on you. And you've seen it. You've seen, you know, very big names in fandom um, run screaming from it because of mistreatment and anonymous blogs and, you know, all that crap. I don't actually read those anonymous things, those, you know, those troll boards where they talk about, well, me and other writers. Maybe not me. I don't know. I don't actually pay attention to it. I did once. I did go over there once, and I got so mad I had to leave. And it's, I got mad because I hate it when people talk about me like they know me when they don't. Cattle prods, ladies. You need to get cattle prods. Um, in the chat room, they're discussing what kind of weaponry they're going to have in their army or my army, and um, I'm suggesting cattle prods. <coughs> it, uh, like I forget what I was talking about. That's craziness. So when you have a fandom as, as large as Stargate is and a section of it turns on you, and treat you badly. The way that Xanth was treated, um, and I want to tell you right now, if you were a part of that, if you talked about her, if you sent her hate mail, if you put all the anonymous comments on her blog or on her website or on her live journal or, or on other people's live journal, fuck you. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. And I mean that. Uh, you don't have the right to abuse other people. Not with your hands, not with your words. You just don't. If somebody does something you don't like, you're entitled to not like it. You're entitled to get on your own goddamn blog and talk about it. You're not entitled to come to my site or Zant's site and tell them how you feel. That you're, you're just not entitled to that. And more frankly, if I do something you don't like, I don't give a shit. I don't. And I wish, I wish that other people could ignore these kinds of people as much as... I do. I don't always ignore them because it's impossible because they email me. Stupid shit. Um, I'm going to hell. You know, I, I need to be in an institution. Um, I have been threatened with rape. <laughs> yes, I, I have. <laughs> so, my husband, for the record, um, did a bunch of research on that person and got their IP address and their home address. Yeah, because you can do that with email if you're really smart and know what you're up to and know what you're doing and you have the resources. You, uh, so you have the right to not like something in fandom or in reality, but absolutely no one is required to listen to your opinion. And you don't have the right to get on somebody's website and tell them your opinion. You can try. I mean, you can put shit on my website, but um, all my stuff is moderated. 
So it's never going to be approved. And while we're on the subject of that, when it comes to rough trade, I need you to keep in mind on rough trade that um, criticism is not allowed. Um, nitpicking will get you banned from the site. I couldn't be more serious about this. I hate nitpickers. I hate the grammar police. I hate them. I hate it. I hate seeing it. It makes me, it is so fucking infuriating. I don't want your opinion. I don't give a shit if I use a word wrong. If it's posted, it's a done deal and fuck you and fuck that. And when it comes to rough trade, I am going to be twice as mad at you as I would be if it was my own site. Because I created that place for um, the people on the site, and I don't want you shitting on that. I created a, an environment where I hope that writers can be safe to, to play and, and handle their own stuff and, and do things. And I don't and, – and you're just not allowed to shit on that. You're just not allowed to. And I don't really, uh, I don't really care if you disagree. I don't care if you think you should be allowed to do something because you're just not going to be allowed to do it. Um, that's the way it's going to be. It's uh, <clears throat> creating an environment for other writers is um, it's a responsibility. So when you do something like I've done with Rough Trade, you have to be prepared to be an asshole. And I'm going to be an asshole to you if you are an asshole to them. Not only that, but I'm going to keep a list. Not only will you be banned from rough trade, I'm going to throw you off my own site too. I'm going to defriend you on LiveJournal. I'm going to put you in a list on LiveJournal. Assholes who can't follow the rules on rough trade. And there you will be listed. But try me. I may or may not publish your email address, too. Try me. You know what, no. I think I'm going to publish your email address. I absolutely am. So, if you're a jerk on Rough Trade, you don't follow the rules on Rough Trade, I'm going to tear you a new one in public. And I'm going to put your email address out there for everybody to see. And here's something else about Rough Trade. You have to have an account with Rough Trade to post. I have your IP address. I will ban you at your IP address. Anybody who's also at your IP address will be banned. If they email me and ask me why, I'll let them know it's you, just so you know. Do it. I'm so tired of that shit. There were 15 people during the last Rough Trade event who consistently posted corrections to other people's works. <clears throat> they were all deleted. So nine times out of ten, the author you were talking to didn't even see your, your very helpful and unwanted advice. <clears throat> It boils down to this. You can think what you want. 
You can say what you want on your own site. Don't expect me to let you say it on mine, whether it's my personal site or whether it's Rough Trade, period, done deal. I think that, and it's really interesting, that I get more crap from Harry Potter readers than I do Stargate readers. And I, and I wonder if it's because I've got a reputation in Stargate for being a bitch. And it could be, you know, that my reputation as being a bitch hasn't quite spread to Harry Potter. Um, maybe because I'm not a BNF in Harry Potter. Not a big name fan. It could be the tweens. I hope not. I hope that if you're underage, you're not on my site, and you're not reading my stuff, I don't want you there. I, I really don't. And I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. I'm not really. I'm not really sorry at all. You're too young to read my stuff. And you're actually too young to be re- listening to my radio show, so if you could stop doing that too, I'd appreciate it. Um, my stuff is rated R for a reason. Um, I write all my stuff. On my side is NC-17 for a reason. I write porn. Please stop reading it if you're underage. I'd appreciate it. Don't email me if you're underage. I appreciate that, too. Yeah. I uh, and Please don't call in if you're under 18 on my radio show. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> no, just don't. Just, just. Um. If you're 18 years old, you are welcome on my site, and you are welcome in the chat room. 18 is fine. 17 is not. 18 is fine because 18 is legal. Personally, I read and wrote porn at 16. That was me. I was 16. I could do what the fuck I wanted to. I didn't put it out anywhere. Um, But from a legal point of view, if you're under the age of 18 in the United States... You could get me in a great deal of trouble if you email me and I email you back and I don't know how old you are. Okay? So um, keep that in mind. Just just keep it in mind. So, so if, you're un, if you're over the age of 18, if you're 18 or older, if you turned 18 yesterday, you are welcome on my site. I don't give a shit. I really don't. You just got to be 18. You really do. Uh you're welcome in the chat room when you're 18. Just be old enough. Because it creates a situation where if somebody posts a link in the chat room or someone <clears throat> posts a picture of a cock in the chat room, that they are essentially distributing porn to a minor, whether they meant to or not. So please, please be 18. Um, that's the talk I say about that. I do have I do have younger readers. I uh, I guess sometimes I get an email and they're very frank about how young they are, and I can't respond to those emails. And I hope that um, they understand why. I, I really do. I. Uh, <clears throat> That's just the way it is. It's the way it's going to have to be. I sorry, I got distracted by chat. That happens sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little scatterbrained tonight. I only got six hours of sleep because my mom called me today, woke me up to tell me that my aunt could ruin a solid gold dick, and that was my opening day. 
Uh, I'm also completely out of my snack. I got some grapes to eat, and I'm totally out. It's it's a thing. I've talked about all I want to talk about on Stargate. <laughs> I still have an hour left. So it's this the thing about Stargate is uh it's it is essentially my first fandom as an online writer and so it is it's very special to me and I don't anticipate a point where I'll stop writing it. Um Sometimes I get frustrated with my readers if they want to see something from me and I'm doing something else and they get very irritated with it. And You know, the thing is, is I have a lot of fandoms. I read in a lot of fandoms. I read in fandoms I don't actually write in. I... I don't like to be buttoned in or caged in to a certain situation or a certain pairing. So I'm going to branch out. I'm going to explore new things. I'm going to write Het. I'm going to write a threesome pretty soon. I'm I'm going to write um, Harry Potter. I'm going to write Inception. I'm going to eventually finish that Sentinel Sherlock thing with Lady Holder. I'm, I'm going to do all these things in my own time, in my own place, in my own space. Um, no matter how much you ask for it, it's not going to happen until I'm ready. Period. Pairings that I appreciate in Stargate. Of course, I'm a Kay Shepard fan, first and foremost. I I like Lauren Parrish. I also like Parrish Zelenka. I like Lauren and Zelenka. I... I can't ship Elizabeth with anybody, period. I like Taylor and Ronan. I like to pair Ronan up with his um, friend from his homeworld tier. I like that a lot. I I don't like pairing John basically with anybody but Rodney. I really don't, unless it's just for sex, because that was really fun in human nature. I, or, I'm sorry, emotional clockwork. I... <clears throat> You know what? Every once in a while, you see something in chat, and it just it just totally throws you off your game. And, and this is what I just saw. I did used to act out bondage fantasies with my Barbie and GI Joe. Joe liked to be tied up a lot. That's in my chat room right now. I here's the thing: when I was little, I had He-Man toys and Barbie and GI Joe. I played with my male cousins a lot. So I had a lot of boy toys so that I could play with them. And I always asked for boy toys at Christmas and my birthday so I would have better toys than they were so they would be required to play with me, to play with them. I had the biggest and best G.I. Joe collection of anybody in my whole family as a result. But I'm going record right now and say that I never had bondage scenarios with my G.I. Joes. I, I really didn't. I promise. But I definitely, I definitely would um, totally ship Barbie G.I. Joe. Yeah, 
I'm saying that right now. I totally shipped that ship because there's no way in hell she's getting anything from Ken. Ken looks like a lousy lay, and it's not just because he doesn't have a penis. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying, you can you can be a great lady and not have a penis. I'm a great lady. I don't have a penis. I bought one once, but that isn't quite the same thing. Um, I've never. I don't know if talking to me or not. But in the chat room, someone asked about John with Teldy. I've never um, done that. I've never. The only pairing I've ever done with John that wasn't um, McKay, and that was when I did Dark, Dark Places in the Soul, and I paired John with Laura Cadman. Because I think the actress that played Laura Cadman is hot. Oh, my God, did you see her? She's really hot. Um, <clears throat> it's There is a whole conversation right going on right about now about G.I. Joe and Barbie having filthy sex in the chat room. It's really distracting. Okay, so <laughs> how does that even happen? <laughs> so anyways, G.I. Joe. <laughs> um, I don't think G.I. Joe had accurate parts either. Just, just, just for the record, I'm pretty sure that, um, no. I, uh, no. I don't know. I, you know. <clears throat> Earlier today, I went to the store and um, to get some cookies. Shut up. And I got some um, apple cinnamon cookies, and I got, they're from Kroger, and I got some um, Oreos and stuff like that. Anyways, <clears throat> so I'm going to make this uh, Oreo cheesecake thing, I think. Anyways. I'm sorry, I'm just terminally distracted by these people in the chat room, and I think it's because I haven't gotten a lot of sleep tonight or today, and my mom woke me up to bitch about family stuff, and then it just kind of threw me off my game the rest of the day. I, uh, I'm totally off my game. Okay, things I can pair. I can't pair John with anybody else now. I did at one time pair him with Laura Cadman, but I'm not sure I could do it now. As far as a threesome, things that I could uh, threesome, um, I would love to write a threesome about McKay, Shepard, and Miko. I have a whole scenario going on about it. Anyway, I'm going to um, bring in my partner in crime here to, to help me out because I'm... I'm a little crazy right now. Like, Honey, you're always a little bit. Yeah, I know. You're always a little bit crazy. And by the way, the threesome idea. Oh, I have a some, question. Uh, something. Sure, go for it. Um, when you're on hold, do you actually hear my um, show? Yeah, I do. It's uh, I hear it in uh, over the the, the um, radio, and then I also hear it in the phone. There's a offset oh. of a couple seconds. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
So, yeah, the crazies in, in the uh, chat are definitely not helping any. <laughs> We're gonna see that. Uh, you know what up. I'm gonna do? I'm gonna interview hmm. you. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm screwed. Okay, go for it. Cause... What made you join fandom? Oh, what made me join fandom? Okay, um, at the time I was actually watching TV, which I don't right now, so that really makes me the weird one out. Um, but I was watching CSI, and I started wandering online for stuff, and I found um, Grissom Nixick um, and fell in love and um, – kept wandering, and I avoided the pit like the plague, which was probably the best bet ever. Uh, but I found LiveJournal. And at the time, I was also watching Stargate and fell in love with Jack Samantha um, and then found Jack Daniel and really? never went, went back. Yes, it was, it was a very interesting trip. Um, then Atlantis came out, and... I, at that point, I was wandering through fandom like there was no tomorrow, and I fell in love with uh, an author's work. It was um, Muriel. She's on AO3 as Butterfly Beat. And she's got three um, stories that did a lot of the uh, Atlantis is on their own, Atlantis is uh, abandoned, Atlantis left um, type stuff. And... We got to talking and, and had a very good time um, doing it. And basi- basically she told me, would you stop fucking helping me with my stories and go write your own? So I actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm horrible. Um, so I got my own live journal and I started writing my own. Wait, were you bogarting your stuff? Her. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> no, I was doing the same thing to her that I do with you which is we would sit there and we'd back and forth whole comment strings. I mean, if the live journal, if the original live journal was still up and you could see some of these, you would see hundreds of posts from the both of us backing and forthing, and it actually rolled into a very, very good friendship. Okay? So at this point in time, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. And... Yeah, it was, uh, I got dared, and I, I stood up and took the dare, and yeah, y'all seen what happened next. <laughs> so, next question. Okay, so what's your favorite um, series that you write? What's your favorite piece of fiction that you've written? For, that you've written? My favorite piece of fiction that I've written for myself is probably the Sentinel stuff. And in a lot of ways, it's going to be the Young Sentinels and Guide, um, even though it's fairly short. The next one after that would be the Unlikely and the Unwilling. And then weirdly, um, it's the one where I have John being absolutely bizarre because he can basically feel every single ATA carrier in the city. And, um, oh, it's the being different fan, uh, stories. Because for that one, I just, you know, tilt your head to the left and go to town. 
What do you? <laughs> what character do you? What what character do you hate? In Stargate, SG one or SGA? Just who do you hate? Oh, Kavanaugh's always a good one, but there's there's multiple reasons for not liking him. Um, for characters that I don't like, um. Honestly, um, every single character who has ever sat there and given somebody <coughs> shit for stuff they can't help. Um, the, every time somebody gave Rodney shit, I just twitched. But um, Keller earned my wrath because point where she wanted she was more attracted to Rodney when he was a moron than she was when he was a genius and that just never sat True right though. and frankly Jeannie pisses me off too okay his sister was not exactly <laughs> well, it's, because you know, she's, it's because you um you love McKay and so it's kind of hard to see anybody mistreat him point you know the other person I'm not too wild about and um, it's – I actually I actually liked some of the gold um, because they were, they were smug and they were assholes and they were happy about it. And they could have been – you want to talk about monsters. They could have been interesting. Um, you know who I love? Ball. <laughs> oh, I love Ball. Ball was – Oh my God, he's a pretty actor too. Oh my God, he was a pretty actor. Very pretty. Um, oh yeah, yum yum. Um, Samantha, I'm not a real big fan of her anymore. I like the early years where she had not crowned herself the queen of science. Okay, and yes, Rodney pisses me off when he starts doing the king of science routine because that's just not cool either. But. <laughs> There were way too many times where Daniel would say something and she'd look at him and give him the what-the-fuck look. Jack would say the exact same thing and she'd look at him and go, my savior! Bitch, you're a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. The fuck are you thinking with your ovaries? Man up! And that was... Uh, hello, I was, a, I was an E-5 in the Navy. And I'm saying this? Girl, come on. It was horrible. But is that bad writing or... Oh, that was bad writing. That was very bad writing because I knew a number of, of female um, officers and senior enlisted who they didn't rely on the men to, you know, um, to get them through the day, you know. And when the, Aside, when the women could, My husband's favorite gold is Apophis. Oh, my God, Apophis. Whom he called. Pretty men. Whom he called until the day Apophis died, Poppy Grande. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I He was so... <laughs> it was so... But then my yeah. husband also has really, um, like, I... You know that episode where um, uh, Seven of Tokra, Freya, Freya mm-hmm. whatever, whatever her name was, she comes to, uh, mm-hmm. to Stargate... To the Target Command, and she has those bracelets, 
and she puts them oh, on the guys, Jesus and they're running around doing things, and they come out of the Stargate and knock mm-hmm. all those Jaffa down. Well, me and my oh, husband yeah, call it episode for Jaffa. Bowling for Jaffa. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's like, boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah, so, but yeah, he also calls her Seven of Tokra. That, that is the name that you're going to hear out of his mouth when he's referring to her at any time. So she's always been Seven of Tokra. Actually, I look at really, her outfits um, and I... Oh, my God. I, I look at her outfits and all I can think of is feats of structural engineering, and they hid the structure. But damn, because, wow... <laughs> I think some of that shit was glued on her. They must have just glued it on her. Just double-sided sticky tape. Packed it down with I clothing mean, glue. Yeah, hey, it worked over on Star Trek because, come on, did you see some of the outfits that, that were around in the original series for the women? You couldn't get away with that now. Yeah. No, it's, it's so misogynistic. And apparently the Bar- um, Barbie G.I. Joe BDSM sex is really, really popular. It just keeps getting repeated ad nauseum. I know, over and over again. It's it's really... (laughs) You're not getting us to write it. Don't even try to ask for that shit. (laughs) Okay, other things. Um, Besides Stargate, what other fandom do you write in or would you want to write in? Um, Okay, stuff I write in. I write in NCIS. Obviously, I'm doing a nano on it. Um, I've written Mm -hmm. in... I've written double OQ. Um... I've written... Um, Which is James Bond for you weirdos who don't know. Okay, yes, James Bond in the latest queue, because I'm sorry, any of the other queues, if you, if you ship the two of them, you are wrong. So, so wrong. God. You know, just, no. Latest queue. That's the, that's the thing. Uh, the Avengers. Um, I've written Sherlock. Uh, and, and obviously we, we've been taunting people with beautiful forever. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I <laughs> – let's see. Who else do I write? I have my own site up just so that way I have some idea of what the hell I write. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm t- – oh, Teen Wolf. I've got one Teen Wolf. Yeah, that's – and that's pretty much what I'm writing right now. I don't have much else on my, my site other than um, – I've got one of my stories is wandering into a little bit of Criminal Minds, a little bit of, well, there's the Barney Miller, you know, crossover that I'm never touching for the threesome factor of that because that's just, there goes my childhood. But, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there a fandom you haven't written in but would want to? CSI, I like. Um, I don't know which one I would now, do, but I'd like to see where they, where the Ori invade Earth. You have all those fandoms oh, yeah, coming I together. Oh, I, I, I did. I grabbed every fandom I could think of that actually would fit, including Hawaii Five-0, um, which I will continue, but whatever. Um, no, I mean, it's straight-up CSI fic. As far as... I, I, well, which CSI? Vegas, New York, Miami? Honestly, it would probably start out Vegas and go to uh, Miami. You know, but that's just because there's a lot of pretty guys down in the Miami group. Yeah, whatever. Hey, apparently OT's uh, rooting for Vegas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mitch. Yeah. 
Okay. Did, did you ever watch work. Inception? Okay. Have I ever watched Inception? Honestly, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you hurt my heart. I know. Oh. I'm, oh. I know. I'm horrible. I do, do you realize <sighs> I, I will sit here okay. at home. I, by the way, I live by myself, basically. I don't play the TV. I very rarely play the radio. Most of the time, my noise is listening to the furlings go screaming around my house. So, yeah, I know. Here, I completely, a, utterly. Hmm? Here's a question. Do you read in a fandom that you never watch the canon? Yes. Okay. I do. Con- um, oh, it's Teen Wolf right now. And then there's, I've read some Eureka stuff. Um, I've read Inception, and I actually enjoy most of the stuff I've read even though I'm sitting there and, <laughs> yes, I have the movie. I'm just horrible Wait, at it. You um, actually own a copy of Inception and you haven't watched it? Yeah. I've, I've I am tempted a lot of to boycott that... calling you until you watch it. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got a weekend. I might as well do it. Um, other stuff that I, <laughs> I read that I, that I don't watch, um, Pretty much every show that gets that wanders its way across uh, chat, I'll at least look at it. <laughs> Almost human. So my kid. Yeah, I've I've read some stuff from there. Okay, not Rim? much because I'm never. Um, yeah. And. But you don't watch those shows at all. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I only have uh, one Crystal fan where I've written in it. You never watched the show, Mm-mm. dude. Really? Yeah. I, I know, am horrible. going to confess that I, and you probably can probably guess this if you actually read The Awakening. I never, I didn't watch The Sentinel, even in a single episode, until after I'd already written The Awakening. I know. It's, Not it's, a single it's, one. It's I read. I read like thousands upon thousands of fanfic, right? But I never, and I oh, read yeah. a lot of um, supposedly based in canon fanfic, which I think mm-hmm. actually it's impossible for any fanfiction writer to write canon, just FYI. Every, mm-hmm. all, all fanfiction is um, AU, as, as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I watched the first season after I read I, I, wrote The Awakening. I remember watching The Sentinel back when it was originally being broadcast, okay? And, I mean, talk about dating myself here, but, um, and I enjoyed it. It was it was definitely one of those more interesting ones. Now, it has some plot holes in it that you can drive not only a Mack truck through, but you can probably get the USS Enterprise through, and I'm talking about the aircraft carrier, <laughs> not the, the spaceship. Um <laughs> Bit of a size differential here, and it's sideways. Um, But had some lovely ideas. And out of every fandom that's out there, it has turned into the little black dress of fandom. It's everywhere, okay? And the ways that people have manipulated uh, the Sentinel, I mean, you've got everything from... 
you know, Blair is an overgrown girl and, and has, you know, J- uh, Jim there to rescue him. To, and, you know, that one pisses us both off, so let's not. Then you, then you have... <laughs> let's, let, let's not and say we did. Yes, and that, let's not. Um, and then you have the, the stuff where um, you've got the stuff that goes to Star Trek, you've got the... Hell, I read there's one um, that's actually really good somewhere on AO3, and somebody else can find this link. It is a Thorn Bilbo Harry, uh, uh, Hobbit Sentinel thing, and it works. Okay? Talk about Little Black Yeah, yeah you do read. Uh, you actually haven't read The Hobbit, have you? I've never read The Hobbit, nor have I read Lord of the Rings. That innovative <laughs> thing that, I, that got, you know, you know, nurtured and everything. I picked it up. I started to read it, and I was reaching for the red pen, going, "I want to edit this thing," and I couldn't because, you know, hey, classic literature, you don't do that. Well, the fact of the matter is, and we talked about this before, is there are plenty of people, um, classical fiction writers, who aren't publishable today. That they that they mm-hmm. literally could not be published in today's market. <clears throat> That's yeah. why they had to force us to read them in high school. Oh, I'll tell you right now, yeah. I would have never in a million years read a Tale of Two Cities if I hadn't been forced to. Oh, that and Lord of the Flies and... Grapes of Wrath. that one with... Oh, yes, that's the one. Yeah, talk about a horror. Um, I read, because it was on the summer reading list, I read Les Miserables. Okay, I read the abridged version of Les Miserables. I'm not, A, seeing the, the play ever um, or the movie. Nor reading the unabridged Red version. Red Badge of Courage. Of the abr- I don't think I read that one. All right, I, I had to the, read that I one. one. I had that- to read A Tale of Two Cities. Mm-hmm. I read Lord of the Flies, and they made us watch the movie. And I, and at the time, I'm gonna date myself here, myself. I was a huge River Phoenix fan, and I still hated the movie. Yeah, I think I I think I slept through the movie if we had to watch that because the the book was horrifying enough and I've got a really good imagination. Come on, I mean, I was twelve when I picked up Planet of the Cave Bear, and if that doesn't tell you something, all right. So I picked oh, up Planet of the Cave Bear around twelve myself. Yes, I was twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Shakespeare is. I'll be honest, if anybody is on my, my um, Facebook, they saw my um, whole comment or my, my picture thing for Barbara's and I's weekend at the Arizona Renaissance Fair. My favorite Romeo and Juliet is done by Zilch the Tory Seller. And if y- y'all can go follow the links. That's the best version yet because, honestly, it makes more sense. Because <laughs> Shakespeare was high in My the teacher made us watch Shogun. And really? um, there was a yes, there was a part in Shogun where this woman gets out of a hot tub naked, and he was supposed to put the sensor sign up and put it over the TV so we wouldn't see that part. Unfortunately, he got called out of the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes running back into the room, and we're all looking at him like he goes, "Damn it, I'm too late." I'm like, "Yeah, I do. You're way too late." <laughs> We've all seen it. He goes, oh, my God. Yes. Oh my God. So he just sent a letter home to everybody. My mom opens the letter, and she was like, like, you saw a naked girl at school today. And I'm like, yeah, 
And she's like, should I be upset? Don't I was they like, realize well, women grow? I, yeah, she I, wasn't I don't scary or anything. All of her parts were in the right place. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> and she was yeah. like, okay, fine. So she signed a little note saying I don't give a shit and sent it back to school and um, no one actually complained because we were like we were juniors the fact of the matter is is that she didn't have anything I didn't have and yeah when you're 16 17 18 years old she didn't show anything we hadn't already seen male and female alike there wasn't yeah, a boy in my classroom and... who hadn't seen a naked woman so it wasn't like he showed us pornography you know <laughs> it was well, a, this is true. It was mean, a come on. 20 second it's... scene out of Shogun so hey it could have been worse <laughs> could have shown it could have been worse. You could have what? shown me the Clan of the Cave Bear movie. There's an actual Clan of the Cave Bear movie. I never watched that movie. You didn't miss it. Yeah, I know. It had Daryl Hannah in it. Mama, let me watch it. Uh-huh. You didn't miss it. I, I, I never Trust watched me. it. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's a link. Okay. There's a link for the, the Bilbo um, Sentinel thing. Thank you, Cinna. <laughs> Going up for later reading. There's a link in the chat room for the Bilbo um, fix that um, Late Holder was talking about if you're in the chat. Yes, it's called, uh, it's called The Oak and the Ash by Sunrider. If you it were was. going, I think Sunrider's participating in um, Rough Trade this month, right? I hope so. I don't know. I haven't I got so. Rough Trade up. Um, what I was going to ask is, if you were, if you could write a threesome in any fandom, what would the fandom be, and what would the relationship be? Oh, threesome in any fandom, who would it be? Oh, by the way, I realized I, for, I forgot a fandom, Harry Potter. That was one of the, the, the oh, ones yeah. they put up in Evil Author Day. Um, threesome... You know, I don't know because most of the guys um, I see as fairly self-contained duos. Um, the only threesome I can see out of all the fandoms that I, I write currently, and this is one that you're not going to be real happy with, I think, but it's um, Gibbs, Tony, and Abby. And even then, it's the paternal nature with, with Gibbs and Abby makes me twitch, so I don't read that one. But that's the only the only real threesome I can think of, because everybody else, I can't see um, John and Rodney with Elizabeth, because you don't fuck your mom. Um, <laughs> well, you and, shouldn't fuck your mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I accidentally one night stumbled across a Thor Loki frigga. Oh, gag? Yeah, it was bad. I I, I didn't actually read it, but I stumbled across it, yes. And Sunrider is participating in Rough Trade. She's doing a, a, if it's the same Sunrider, S-U-N-R-Y-D-E-R. R-Y-D-E-R, yeah. She's doing Shadows um, is the title, and it's an Avengers. It's Clint Coulson. Sweet. Okay. By the way, I did. I do realize there actually are two fandoms where I would do uh, trios. Uh, it would be actually it's the same fandom. Whatever am I saying? Um, it would be Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Pepper Potts, and the other one is Phil Coulson, Clint. Um, uh, I can't remember his last name. What the hell? Whatever Clint's Martin. last name is, and that Clint Barton, Clint Barton. And, and Natasha Romanoff. 
you know, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not too wild about pepper sundaes either. I can see Steve, either, Tony, right? Pepper, um, mm-hmm. at least the pepper ver- the, 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 the version of Pepper we get in the movies, the version of Pepper in the comic books now, because she's unfaithful. Yes, that she's one a, too. She's a betrayer um, in the comic books, and I don't appreciate that. Um, I could do John Rodney Miko. And I'm waiting for that one desperately. Um, the Peter Neal Elizabeth from White Collar, yeah, I would definitely watch that one. If only to watch Neal come undone, that would definitely be worth it. I could. Um, and, <clears throat> I could stick Vala into John Rodney pretty easily. I think. Okay. Is she so hot and Yes, she's hot and sassy. I can also see her taking them both for a ride. And then, you know, the guys, after she bounces out of the room, having sucked all their energy out, all right, and left them panting, not dead and not old, but very just exhausted, looking at each other and going, oh, God, my heart. And, you know, off they go. <laughs> Probably be like, that was your idea, and it was great at the time, but I'm never going to be able to move again without assistance. <laughs> Oh, yes. What the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> we they got oh. not with the ones no. <laughs> Yeah. No shit. I, yeah, I could see. definitely, you're right, Marcus, I could definitely do Cameron, Daniel, and Vala together, I think. Oh, that um, is pretty bad. You know, here's another pretty bad. I like the idea of Clint, Darcy, and Colson. I do. I like it. The only pro- the only problem with that particular bed is nobody had better interrupt them because there's two people who like tasers and another one who likes tase arrows. Okay. You like to fight <laughs> arrows. All in the same bed. Don't interrupt them. You know, you might never get out. Yeah. But I do like the idea of, of sticking my Miko in between John and Rodney, and I had this whole scenario in my head. Yes, I, I've heard this uh, over the years. By the way, writing a threesome, having written a threesome, do you realize how many times you have to sit there and, and start realizing where the hell both dicks are, if you're doing uh, two males and a female, both <laughs> dicks are all six hands, the heads, and the legs. Can't forget the legs, because well, I've actually when you're trying to figure out where everybody before. is, I've been in a threesome before. Again, you have to figure out where the legs are, the hands are, and, you know, all the important bits. It's very difficult some days. But, you know, for me, and this is going to sound a little crazy, um, the one thing I don't plan when I'm writing is the mm-hmm. sex. I, the sex just kind of flows out. Yeah, I don't have it that. It happens the way it's going to happen. <laughs> Apparently, we caused all sorts of interesting stuff over in chat. Um, I'll be honest and say the easiest uh, particular piece I've ever written, (laughs) the easiest piece I've ever written is actually one of the saddest. It's where I actually killed a whole bunch of of people and ships in a battle um, over Earth. And in my story, uh, you know, um, an uncomplicated choice. When I killed a whole bunch of people, that was just incredibly easy. And that's pretty horrible. <laughs> Die, bitches. Rocks. 
Yep. Die, 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 die. Everybody died. I have yep. a real problem killing characters. I do. I, I, I can't do it. Mm-mm. I can't do it. Well, I, I made a bunch of original characters so I could slaughter them without a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but you killed a lot no, of people in your... No, we're not talking your, about um, the damn teapot lady bird. again. Huh? <laughs> No, but, I'm not related to Dexter either. Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> the people in the yeah. chat room. See, they just distract the hell out of you, don't they? I, uh, yes, they do. I, um, no, I mean in that one where um, the Ori invade, you killed a lot of people oh, in yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I killed Dana's wife. I do. I do want to write a fic where John kills Keller. Well, what is what? There is that one fic where Keller is lured into the back corridors of Atlantis. Yeah, but Lauren does that, and, which is great. It's a great fic. I know, fic. but it's 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 absolutely the yummiest fic. You know, he walks by the room. No, Azure, you're, you're not the door. You're like not a pet. Killing, yes. Uh huh. Yeah, Azure, you're not killing enough um, people. I uh, I would love to do a really dark fic where John, um, like, Rodney leaves Atlantis and he marries Keller and things start to go to shit <laughs> on Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they all kind of look around at themselves and Jack says, well, maybe we need to go back to Earth yeah. and see about getting McKay back <laughs> one way or another. And it's like sanctioned and he kills her. And so he brings Rodney back mm-hmm. with their adorable kid. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's poor Rodney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with anyway, his kid or kids. Speaking of, speaking of kids, and here, here's the thing for me. Um, one, Rodney would be a better father on Atlantis where his brain was actually being used and not just, you know, you know moldering. Um, but the, the thing that gets me with all that technology they had and a bunch of people who were doing their damnedest to um, escape their physical bodies and didn't really seem to have much attachment to, you know, their, their, you know, meat sack when they were in it. Fandom has all those stories where the ancients do all sorts of fucked up things like the gender changement uh, machine or the, you know, let's go make men pregnant. That's always a fun one. Um, let's um, turn you, hey, there's the famous one, let's turn people into penguins. That was a good time. Um, you know, why not? They were, ha- I mean, anything goes, and, well, they just had that particular piece of, of um, you know, in- sense of entitlement. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I'm. I'm put, definitely putting the cat among the. Yeah, I do. Or maybe. I do want to write one where John just kills the shadow killer. Just, just kills her. Just to fuck that shit. This is this is unacceptable, and just goes and mm-hmm. gets him. Does anybody yeah. have a link for the story where Lauren killed Keller? Because <clears throat> I looked and I can't seem to find it. So if someone could post a link to that in the chat room, I think mm-hmm. it would make somebody very happy. <laughs> And the penguin I see you. I'm not one, sure how to say your name, yeah. and I don't want to ruin it. Um, Priya? Yeah. P-R-Y-A? I'm sorry. I'm totally fucking up. I know. Priya? Yeah, I would have put Priya as well. It's a really pretty but name. Yeah, there's... 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm fucking it up. Anyways. <clears throat> Don't worry about it. So, uh, any other yeah. questions that could go on this? Like, Priya. 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 Like the car? Priya. <laughs> That's <Okay>. Prius. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm horrible. <laughs> yes, you can't take me anywhere. Forgive and us. Barbara was on Forgive here us. to tell you. She'd That's tell you the terrible, same uncouth thing. Americans. <laughs> Hey, we found the penguin one. I'm going to call her princess. Right. <laughs> She's not going to call that her anything. Works. Princess. I love the penguin story where, where, where they get turned into penguins and um, John yes. gives Rodney a pebble. <laughs> yes. like that's just and the most adorable having, thing ever. And they keep having sex and Jack is just looking at them and, and he's just utterly and totally, fuck it, I'm done. You know, through the whole thing, he's just <laughs> Done, you know. Gay penguin sex is just um, amazing. Um, yes. Jack didn't get much chance to shine throughout that, and that's one of the things that bothered me because you have, you know, the the guy who is next best thing to an ancient, um, who's who's living on Atlantis, and fandom has him much more in love with the city than he actually seems to be until. You know, they try and, and kill it, and then he just kind of goes apeshit. But the the next person in line with this, he's not so much in love with the city. And that's kind of weird. You know, and that, that really is. So, I don't know. Um, I kind At of times, wish Jack in Fanon, had... John's relationship with Atlanta seems incestuous, doesn't it? I mean, it seems... <laughs> oh God! It seems yeah. really intimate. It is. Um, there's. I think the pebble some... one is actually um, mating rituals. I don't know. I'm kind of the pebble thing where the, the penguins. Yeah, if I remember it, they they uh, have to go and fetch them, or they they turn into penguins first do the deeds, slip into the water, and they're gone, and then they draw them back by pebbles. I don't remember. It was weird stuff. It was a good time. Um, John <laughs> it's a great thing. I'm, yeah. I'm glad her stuff's back online. For a while, it was being mm-hmm. bootlegged around different groups because she had all of her stuff mm-hmm. taken offline. <clears throat> yeah. Because of that. I want to have a little hmm. mini rant. Um, sure, go for it. I'll feed you. My story, Unspeakable's plot, is currently not online. And someone yes. bitched about it, and someone else offered oh, to Jesus send Christ. them what they had of my story. Um, don't do that. If I wanted it available and passed around, it would actually be on available, my site and available. Mm-hmm. I, I don't appreciate it. I really don't. It, it's, yeah. it kind of pisses me off, to be perfectly honest. And it, they actually did this yeah. on my site. They actually offered to send this person this file in my own comment section. And maybe they didn't know. I wouldn't like it. I'm not sure if I ever would point blank said this, but do not distribute my fic, whether it's published or not, amongst yourselves. Send them a link. Don't send them a copy. It really pisses me off. Okay. That's all I want to say on that. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, what is your favorite Fanon in Stargate? Fanon. You mean Fanon um, trope or Fanon, 
you know, the, 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 the instant the fan yeah. and something. My favorite fandom, fandom trope is probably be the way the ATA car, uh, carriers interact with Atlantis, the ones where, you know, they take that, that whole mental component, the, the ability to, you know, look at their, their lights and say, I'd like them at 38% and it comes up to 38% or the temperature raises or something, that, that whole mental component, and they make it a two-way street. Um, and to me, that is probably the most profoundly underutilized, you're right of that, by the way, um, underutilized portion of the whole thing because... Atlantis, to me, she wasn't um, she wasn't the, the the CPU unit I've got on my desk, which has a, um, less intelligence than the nearest rock. Some days, okay, and Atlantis had intelligence. She was built by a group of people who, you know, for all we knew, they had put the controls on that said we're not going to do the the um, intelligent machine and she had she was millions of years old guys you know they had to have experimented with an AI at least once okay and that's the thing that um, that always struck me as my favorite that's the one that if they say they've got an intelligent AI on there I, I'm gonna I'm gonna open that thick up and start reading you know, just right. because I want no, to see what happens. No, I am too. That's happens. my favorite trope, I have to say. I like independent Atlantis, and I like AI Atlantis. I, I really do. Well, <laughs> I, I, it's kind of obvious I, I adore independent Atlantis, especially with the one where they um, look at Earth and say, fuck you, and, you know, the the site that is, you know, in the, the uh, you know, camera at, at Stargate Command is somebody flipping them the bird, you know, <laughs> yes, she's alive, and we do mean Atlantis, not the Impala from the start from from Supernatural. Let's not go there, guys. <laughs> Written by the Victors. I will oh, never Jesus. actually. That's another one. Picture as sentient car without thinking about that movie in the seventies. Car that's trying to kill everybody. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, not the, not Christine, but the other one, the black car. It ran around the desert and mm-hmm. killed people, and they wouldn't go into cemeteries. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that one. Bad, bad, yeah. very yeah. bad. Yes. You so know, I could actually get on Netflix and spend two hours bitching about movies because I recently got on Netflix and tried to watch a bunch of movies that so was just bored, and I came across this movie called Stranded. What? Called Stranded, and I didn't actually finish it, but let me tell you what I did witness. Okay, picture this. Team of people on the moon, they're running some kind of mining operation. What they're mining was left unexplored, or I don't remember what it was, or I didn't notice, or it was so badly written, or acted that I didn't actually get that part. Probably, yes. And um, All of the above. That guy that was um, pump up the volume, Christian Slater, he was the leader of this of this um, of this group of people, and this light, this woman goes and tries to cut down this part of a uh, something to make to give, they have an asteroid attack. They're they're attacked by asteroids. 
<laughs> or shower. It's an asteroid shower. And they, really? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. So my brain just bust their shit all up. And so the woman, the oh. only woman, runs out in her little suit to cut this part off so that so they can conserve power, which makes some sense, right? So she finds this uh-huh. this asteroid that's come through the building and uh, hit this generator thing, and she uh, takes it back into the facility, even though oh, it has some kind of spore on it. So and really? the doctor starts looking at it, and she ends up cutting her finger, and the spore gets in her body, and it uses her body to make itself a humanoid-type okay, alien thing, and she's, like, instantly pregnant. Now, wait, it gets worse. She's, like, instantly pregnant, right? And she gives birth to this horrible alien thing, but no one believes her because no one witnessed it because they put her in the isolation and left her. Right? Oh, so God. These three men isolate her when she's very, very pregnant. She ends up giving birth, and this one asshole thinks she might have had a tumor and it burst. Is that how that happens? I don't think that's how that happens. I'm not sure that's how that works. Really? And it isn't Prometheus, oh which God, makes it even really? worse, AM. It really is. Okay, so this, so this, movie, this movie's called Stranded. Right. So. Uh, that would have been species, guys. That I almost let them convince her that she one. didn't actually give birth to this horrible alien thing. And then she wakes up with this horrible alien thing breastfeeding on her. And what's worse is if you've seen the, the movie Predator or Predator vs. Alien, the, the little alien guy thing, it has a mouth like Predator. Uh-huh. It opens up in four different directions. Oh, fucking A. And at this point... I turned it off because I didn't want to know Good if it could get you. worse. So I did actually spend two or three hours on my radio show bitching about shit I saw on Netflix. Oh, my God. They didn't believe her either. They didn't even investigate. I turned it off. I don't want to know what happened. I don't want to know what happened next. But if someone has actually seen it and knows what happens and they want to send me an email to let me know, I might be slightly amused to know the answer to that question. Yeah, no Maybe. shit, me too. A little bit. There ain't a hope in hell you're going to get me to watch that thing. <laughs> um, Probably not. Fucked up movies. Yeah, fucked up movies for the win. I went It's with... called Stranded. It's available on Netflix streaming. It's got Christian Slater in it, and they're stuck on the moon during an asteroid shower. You can't miss it. It's a new release. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, nuke, nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure I am missing their child. So I don't know what um, happens at the end. I also watched um, the new version of Red Dawn. Um, I watched the new and? version of Dread. Um, Red Dawn, and? I don't remember the first one. I know I watched it. I it do. It was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular. Um, I know it had Patrick Swayze in it originally. <laughs> yes, it did. Patrick Swayze, um, Charlie Sheen, um, the gal from, from Leah, uh, Dirty Dancing. Leah Thompson, maybe? No, it had uh, Dirty Dan- a Baby from Dirty Dancing, if I remember right. Um, really? Now I have to look it up. Yes. But, um, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was okay. It was just okay. And so the thing is, is that Chris Hemsworth is very attractive. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to... Um, Jennifer Grey. Okay. Yeah, they oh, say Liz Thompson was in it, too. Okay. But it's very hard to find anything he's in bad because he's so pretty. 
I think I could have enjoyed yeah. it just as so much, though, if I turned the volume down and just watched the parts he was in. Because he's really pretty. Fast forward is a wonderful yeah. thing. Um, movies that, that uh, I, I went with an old boyfriend to go watch Event Horizon. I hate horror movies, by the way. Just hate horror movies. It took me I've never seen Event Horizon. Movies. Was it bad? Oh, God. Um, the first half of it is, you, you know the type of movies where you you just barely see something out of the corner of your eye, the music is, is helping the drama, everything is just, you know, um, all psychological and, you know, just completely fucked up because all you're seeing mm-hmm. is, is the shadows. That was the first half of the movie. Then apparently there was a change in directors and we got into the hack and slash them. Okay? And I don't watch hack and slash them. All right? I was barely tolerating the psychological, you know, insanity. Ooh. You know? But, yeah, no. It was... I can't watch that movie without having problems to this day. It will... It's kind of like my surprise butt sex movie. Um, Only I probably would have enjoyed the (laughs) surprise butt sex more. Surprise! (laughs) Yes! Surprise! Let's get butt sex! I... I you know what I hate? Steer. I hate that movie. I hate Which that movie. One? I hate oh, the movie Steer. Yeah. That one wasn't too bad. Yeah. What bothered me most about one. it, um mm-hmm. I haven't actually watched I haven't read the book, so I'm not sure if it, the book ends this way too. Um with Sharon Stone character being the only one that remembers the fear the sphere because oh, yes. she's an asshole, apparently. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, that's how the book ends, too. Yeah, I... I mm. Aw, <laughs> uh, sorry, Princess. Yes, it's... it's you know, It was surprise butt sex. Okay? Because apparently you can't have certain fix without it. You know, and... Yeah, because... The, 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 I don't, you know, I don't set out to um, surprise people in my fic. And, um, I don't but, see uh, how they could be. I don't warn for slash. I think that's inappropriate. It, mm-hmm. Because, you know, you warn for shit that's fucked up. You warn for rape. You warn for non-con. You, you, you warn for homicide. And when you warn for oh, yeah. slash, it's implying that gay sex is as bad as rape, incest, murder. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, look, the only thing I, I will warn for is those where, you know, you've got the... Um, fucked up situations where, you know, I'm putting somebody into harm's way and they're going to die. If I'm going to, you know, snipe somebody on screen, I'm at least going to warn that there's going to be a death in the family somewhere. Um, And trust me, I I did snipe somebody on screen. It felt really great. And I was very happy that I got a twofer. Um, But, you know, I at least warned for that. I killed somebody in the same fic. It was a character on the the, the, um, the show, and I didn't realize that apparently I killed the bad guy in a situation where he's actually being a good person. I didn't care, you know. I don't watch the show, so yeah, <laughs> whatever. I slit her throat. It was great. Here's the thing. I actually I did it one time. Warren for slash. I didn't know any better. I was new to the fandom, and I was still. Um, doing dark places and I'd um done McKay Lorne in that in that mm-hmm. series. 
and someone messaged me and told me I should warn for Slash. And, and it was when it was still mm-hmm. on um, fanfiction.net mm-hmm. or with a website formerly known as The Pit. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know better, so I did. And then I mm-hmm. realized, that's, that's just dumb. I shouldn't do that. That's just stupid. Fuck them and fuck that. So I, so I took it off. But then I also shortly thereafter left The Pit because I'm too dirty. <clears throat> I'm too dirty for oh, that. Oh, Jesus, yeah. By the way, you, um, I know <laughs> just you, a little the bit. you left. Yeah, no shit. The reason you left Race Bait was because somebody was uncouth enough to to actually, you know, edit your stuff, which completely and utterly not someone, uncouth. a moderator at Race Bait. That I makes know. a difference right I there. Was, it wasn't just some random volunteer. It yeah. was one of the moderators of Race Bait who decided mm-hmm. that what I wrote wasn't what they wanted, and they um, edited two or three sentences out of my fic. Yeah, that make it I, more. I didn't have that. In line with what they wanted. I, I, what did I have? I had, um, I think I got some. some you had the unlikely and the unwilling um, there. Oh yeah, I know. There's a lot of stuff still on there, and I've actually uh, had people when when they do the searches comment that it's abandoned, and I sit there and I'll you know link my WordPress over, going, guys, it's you know over here now because you know I just I don't want to deal with it. I don't. I haven't ripped everything down. Apparently we ha- we're we're running out of time. Oh well. Um, yeah, we're um, six yeah. minutes out or seven minutes Damn. out. It's fine. Um, so why don't you just delete all that stuff off Ricebase? People stop thinking you abandon your shit. <laughs> because I'm an evil bitch, and there's a link over to to um, my my uh, WordPress, <laughs> and, and I might as well grab it while I can. I mean, it it very rarely shows up when I do a search because you know every once in a while I decide to search my own self and, you know, find out what's on there. And that's always a good time. And, um, yeah. But I have an account with AO3, but I don't actually post over there. I was posting links back to my WordPress, and AO3 apparently gets snippy about that. So, you know, fuck them. Um, but whatever. What, you were, like, bookmarking? Or... You actually had no, an account where you were posting stuff and then posting a link. I, yeah, I would I would post a link over to my WordPress. And, yes, I, I do Google myself, and, no, it's not particularly kinky. It's more of a uh, checking on seeing what the hell is hiding under my name, okay? Because, you know, I don't on, I've had Google lady holders for because, ages. Um, I'll just hear shit I don't want to hear. Well, I don't go wander through the, the, the deep, dark, multiple pages. I check basically page one and two, and which is all I really need to see, and I'm fine. And what in the... So if most folks know that I've got a kitten who is probably about 11 and a half pounds now, and he's, he's all sorts of graceful. He thinks I'm the greatest thing to climb on ever. So Whatever. Unlike unlike uh, Kira, yes, Farragut is a goober. Um, unlike Kira, I don't have dogs; I have cats. Because you know, cats are the smarter animals. <laughs> bullshit. So. <laughs> bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Um, eh. Although they're both annoying in their own little way, right? They bring you dead animals. Yes. And, you know, here's the difference between a cat and a dog. A cat brings you a dead animal because he thinks you're a shitty hunter. 
A dog uh-huh. brings you the animal because it loves you. <laughs> your dog brings you pieces. Actually, your dogs, you know, one eats the crunchy, one eats, you know, you know the, the actually, they both Sharing eat the crunchy. Sharing is caring, and, and my boys understand that. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Your cat brings you the animal get... because he thinks you're a shitty hunter. Well, that's not too un- un- unlike the truth. I mean, come on, he brought in, he brought in a uh, um, a moth that was alive to to give to the kitten so he could hunt that. That was a good time. Let's see. Uh, Panda knows how to change the channels and does Google searches. Yeah, everybody uh, come to the consensus. We're not going over to Azura Hart's house for to play with her pets. Yeah, because yeah, she's like out like demons over there. Um, Yes, Cisco. Minnie and Maxon. Cisco yes, will look at me like I'm crazy when I tell him to get in his bed if the door shut because he can't open the door. But he has absolutely mm-hmm. no problem whatsoever turning the doorknob and going into the den. Right. This is why the this right. is why the the door to my garage it it had a lever door on the inside or lever um, open thing, and we actually switched mm-hmm. it around because. Um, one of the cats we had before Farragut had figured out how to open a lever door. And then he was... Mine isn't a lever, it's just a doorknob. He turns the doorknob. Yeah, they tried that one too. It was a little more difficult for them to do the doorknob, but because the absolute genius popped the lever door open, pried open the fire door to my garage, and promptly got his head stuck in it. So there's a reason we did it the other way. Minnie is not a reincarnated stripper. She's a re- reincarnated serial killer who goes and collects, you know, things. And, yes, she is part hellhound. Um, <laughs> for any and all who are listening I don't know Minnie, that I could have cats is, and dogs in the house at the same time. Yeah, I don't know why. Because dogs Minnie are very needy. Jesus. They are. Minnie is a dot hound who Azura Hart bought bras for because otherwise she stole her mother's bras. And you can find uh, evidence on this on Azura Hart's Facebook somewhere, I think. But good time. Um, okay, we've only got a little bit more time. Do you have any other questions that you want to ask me before we go I don't away? know that you can call it dog a stripper because she wears clothes. She's not taking clothes off. She's putting clothes on. That isn't quite the trait of a yeah. stripper. I mean... Yes, she obviously doesn't want to go around naked. She wants to put clothes on. I know. She's a Victorian she lady. She's not too happy with her fursuit. That's what it is. She doesn't like being naked. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, speaking, speaking of Sentinel Fick and Victorian, everybody has to read a Victorian um, Sentinel in London or whatever that one is uh, with Sherlock and Watson, and it's the movie Sherlock and Watson. It is lovely best fic ever. It is intense. It is intense. There's that part where the author's going thud, thud, thud in uh-huh. the fic, and your heart does it with it every time. Like, boom, boom, yes. boom. It is just a really good fic. I totally agree. It's, um... <clears throat> a, a, Victor- a Victorian Sentinel in London or some shit like that? A Victorian Sentinel and Guide in London? Um. <laughs> We're horrible. I think that's what it is, actually. Observations on Sentinel Guides in Victorian London. It's written That's by... <laughs> I couldn't even tell you that person's name. Um, I will yeah. put a link up in uh, in chat, and I will also put a link on my Facebook for people. Uh, no, apparently it's already been done. 
Hallelujah. You guys rock. But uh, <clears throat> anyways, we're at the 22nd mark. I'm going to tell you guys good night. Lady Holder, thank you for coming and playing with me. That really, I really appreciate the guidance. Is hey, you're welcome. Crazy and yes, you are. You guys have a good night. All right, toodles all. Talk to you later. Shut Bye. up and sit down. During now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit BillPennyMitsubishi.com. To qualify buyers on a credit, warranty valid through 10-year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details. 500 vehicles to sell. 500 ways to save. One month only at Bill Penny Toyota. During Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, that means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Petty perks. Visit BillPettyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details.